I'm doing good. What's good with y'all? Um, I am just hanging in there. You know, inflation has got us all, I think, in a space mm-hmm. right now. So, you know, I think I'm handling things at, at a pretty decent, at a pretty decent pace there. You know, mental health mm-hmm. is, is definitely something that's important. And I've definitely had to prioritize that lately for sure, because it's easy to get under there sometimes. Yeah, everything. Speaking of inflation, girl, it made me want to be vegan. Girl, I want to buy some chicken. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not paying no $15 for no pack of chicken. No, <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. I Absolutely. Do it. Yeah, the it's produce like, ain't no better, going? though. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, what is going on? And I feel like everybody, especially now, we don't even know we're going to go back into another lockdown. So it's like, how did you deal with the first um, lockdown, especially being an artist and not being able to go out and perform? How did you deal with that? Man, it was such a, a time where I actually, I'm a person, or I'm, I'm going to try to find a positive out of everything that I can. So right. I just, I took that time to really just find different ways to be creative and tap mm-hmm. into things. Like I, um, I even wrote a song that was kind of related to the quarantine and everything yeah. like that. So just being at home, finding um, any type of resources that I had, I started recording on my phone, all yeah. kinds of things, finding inspiration from the commercials that you keep hearing every day, all day, because mm-hmm. that's all you can do is watch TV. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that you um, said that, because even I know myself, I kind of used that opportunity to just create, man. I was doing all type of virtual show. I had everybody on this show virtually. Yeah. But some people, they really had a hard time adjusting. A lot of artists is on their show. I know they kind of do more live, you know, open mics and not really digital and stuff like that. Did you have a hard time crossing over to digital, these TikToks and, and all that and interacting with fans in the comments? So I did it because I'm a bit of an introvert anyway, which is so funny. People are always mm-hmm. are like, how are you an artist, but you're an introvert? And it's because I do try to kind of separate like my personal life and my music life. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that was one time where I kind of had to bring it together. So it's like, I can be in the house and figure out things to create content or even just Mm -hmm. inspiration on things to do when we were able to get out, which I was able to do. So once we got the green light to get outside, (laughs) I was outside. (laughs) Yes. So take me back to when you was little tie. Like, what was it for you that made you be like, you know what? I want to do music. What artist was it or what song was it? Oh, my gosh. Um, So Whitney Houston, God rest her Mm. soul. Whitney Houston, The Voice. Everything about her was just always so beautiful to me. And so during like the holiday seasons, uh, my, so I'm a Thanksgiving baby, but my favorite holiday is Christmas. It's all in that same kind of little time or whatever. Right. But, you know, like black families, we was watching The Preacher's Wife on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And it, it didn't even have to be Christmas for me because I was watching for the music. So I would watch Whitney Houston do all of those 
solo songs on there. And even with her choir, I just fell in love with music. And so I just wanted to sing after that and then just create the music. Yes. And then it's like, I feel like Whitney got one of those voices that made me cry. Yes. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, she could be like, singing you know, about pizza and I might cry because it's just so melodic. I'm like, you know what, Whitney, this is not the time for me to cry. Like, even Cinderella, you know, the movie that she did with Brandy, I was, you know, my daughter didn't even know who Whitney is. Well, like, girl, I, I, like, I failed you. Like, you yeah. don't know who Whitney is? Like, come on, <laughs> put her on. a legend. And I love the fact that you mentioned Whitney because a lot of people don't really mention Whitney. And also... You are a rapper, but you are a singer too. That's a you. Everybody, you know. But I tell them, you know, some people they try to sing, but you actually sound good singing. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank similar you. to like Tink. I feel like people like Tink and people like Doja Cat. They kind of have mastered that being able to rap and sing. Do you have a favorite out of the two, or you just uh, like yeah, Tink, 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 Tink. Mm-hmm. Like I, the the moment I heard what was the first song, "Treat Me Like Somebody." Uh, loved it, loved it. So and I'm always team chocolate girls anyway but yes. the talent definitely just helped with that decision for sure and especially when you see somebody like Tink who is so talented she's a writer and everybody's like dang why has she got her summer walker break yet do you sometimes like do you feel discouraged especially us being like black women in the industry we're not light skinned do you feel sometimes like that has a part to do with why we have to fight a little harder in life Absolutely. I do. And like, um, unfortunately, music is no different than every other thing in life when it comes to that. It's because Mm -hmm. society has painted this picture of what the perfect image is and, you know, what that looks like and how your hair should be and Mm -hmm. all type of different factors. And it's just like, well, black women, dark skinned black women, we just got what God gave us. You know what I'm saying? And some people out there that's trying to go out there and manipulate that and, you know, no judgment to them. But, you know, I'm this is me. I'm all natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing on me right now is some lashes. It's everything exactly. else is all me. And I'm I'm proud of who I am. But I do definitely feel like us being dark-skinned women is a factor and why sometimes we got to work a little harder. And I hate when anytime, you know, you talk about colorism, people to be like, oh, it's all in your mind. No, it's not in your mind. You know, you know that rapper Glorilla right now, you know, even though she's a lighter woman, she has black features you know she doesn't have exotic features and they're already tearing her down so it's like god damn it's like you can be <laughs> light-skinned but you don't fit the look that they think that you should have you know then it's a problem but how do you say sane in this industry with so much colorism and judgment how do you keep yourself sane and focused on the music well i basically do that by having, a, first of all, a very strong foundation in God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm very much rooted, and I understand that I am who I am. Like, mm-hmm. you can't conform too much, or you're not even you anymore. So right. what makes you unique? Then why would somebody want to come and spend the time to, to listen to what you have to say? So mm-hmm. keeping that in my mind, it kind of helps me stay the course of who I am, what I like to do, and what I want to represent. I agree. Sometimes you pay attention to too much to other people. It's like, it really can be a distraction. And I see a lot of people on social media talking more about their mental health, how they feel like, you know, social media is kind of draining them. Turn it off. Sometimes turn it off. Turn it off for a day. Everything you're seeing is just not a a good look for you. Now you sing and you rap. So what was your first love? Did you start out singing or did you start out rapping? And I feel like all of us started off in the church. Like every black kid started off in church. Was that for you? I am a pastor's kid. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I feel like I had all the past kids on this show. Like, <laughs> I sung in the choir. I went from soprano to alto. Like, you know, I'm all of the above. Mm-hmm. All of the above. Because church does introduce, introduce you to the soulfulness of music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And of course, it's it's one subject there. And it starts with the love of God. And right. then it's like R&B is just that love of people. Because it's like you, you, you love God, of course. But then mm-hmm. you start to grow and have experiences. And then you love people. So it's like mm-hmm. to sing about the love of people or another person. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful thing that makes your heart smile. So music and, and singing has was the first passion for me. Like the moment mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I done put together this little tune. I was be mm-hmm. writing poems. And then turned it into something melodic. And I was like, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did your family think about when they first heard your um, song? Because I, I had another girl on her. Her dad owns, like, a mega church. And, mm-hmm. she, you know, he supports her because, you know, but she still respects the church and herself. And I think that's when you stay true to yourself, especially in the industry. They'll try to turn. Child, you be one day, you be you. Then you turn around. They're trying to make it to Nicki Minaj. I was like, wait a minute now. How do we, how do we get here? <laughs> like, I'm her. Like, Absolutely. You're going to stick to like sticking to your roots and just being who you are. Yes, I'm going to stick to my roots and be who I am. And you'll see even in my catalog. And I know that we have more to go in, you know, in the interview as far as question wise and song selection tracks and whatnot like that. But as a writer and being new in the industry, not new to music, but new mm-hmm. in the industry somewhat, you know, I want to be able to reflect my versatility. So I show them for writing that I can go across the scales. But as for me and like the actual music that I want to do, what I want to stay true to on the course, I'm, I'm going to stay the same. And it, I don't think it should be anything that would disrespect, you know, my love for God or my family or reputation like that. Yes, girl. Now you talked about writing. Now, how do you pull your inspiration for your music? You know, do you pull it from personal experiences? Like, you know, something that your homegirl going through or you just go from a creative space and just start writing? Like, What inspires you to write? So the majority of it is truly a creative space. So when it comes to like writing music, I've always, like I said, written poems, I've written short stories, plays, those kinds of things. So I can allow my mind because I read a lot of books. So I can allow my mind to create these scenarios. And of course, watching movies and all those types of things, you see what heartbreak looks like. You see what the response from a heartbreak might be and what you might think a woman would want to express, you know, and music mm-hmm. with that. So a lot of times I get it from just a creative space. Now, there may be a situation that I go through in my life personally that mm-hmm. could inspire me to do something, but I don't want to solely do that. And I think about that sometimes is because it's like you relive that every time you sing that song, yeah. you possibly relive that moment and not be able to give your all. You know, it's like there's I guess it's a catch 22 because if it's like if I'm feeling this because I went through this you know that might be one of the most explosive performances but it could also be like oh my gosh I'm going back into that damaging place I was at when I happened Mm -hmm. and you may not have the best performance so I keep all of that in mind when it comes to the the finalization of where my inspiration is going to come from for yeah especially as an emotional writer I can bet like I'll start, I'm emotional. I start crying. I'll start crying on that. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and then you gotta stop the show. Fans looking at you like, what the heck is wrong with this? Yeah. Girl? You know? Yeah. Like, I yeah, for this. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the crowd. <laughs> it depends no, on the crowd. Because right. Summer Walker just had a moment, I believe. Yeah, they cheered her on, but you know, sometimes they may throw balls at you how they did kid cutting. So I guess it just depends on the venue yeah. and the crowd. So you just relocated to Dallas, right? Yeah, so uh, actually, in a couple of weeks, I'll make my five-year anniversary here. 
Oh, how do you like it? Has it kind of inspired your style? Because I just feel like Texas got their own swag. They like their own little world, like Florida. Yeah, so they definitely have their own sound. And I'm from Illinois, you know, Peoria, Illinois. It's a couple hours south of Chicago. And I feel like I'm pretty much sticking true to my sound and whatnot. I'm I'm a fan of some Texas artists and the sound and whatnot. But it's like, now kind of let y'all have that. I'm going to just, you know, kind of stick to me. <laughs> I like that because you know how sometimes... I guess artists is in the city, you know, they're, they're grinding. That's their sound. And it was somebody outsider come in. They like, dang, this person taking all the shows from such and such. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because sometimes it seems like your city, some cities don't support the locals. They support strangers, unfortunately. I don't understand. I still don't understand that to this day. Yeah, I don't have a, a rhyme or reason for that either. And I'm grateful that I'm not necessarily on that side of things because I got a couple of my songs in rotation at home right now on a radio station. And it's, it's yes. so, so grateful. But I can't even get, you know, uh, 97.9 The Beat to respond to me on Instagram or anything like that. So, you know, no, it's, it's 97 Beats, that's the one in um, Texas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've been, you know, I've been trying. I understand it's not supposed to be that easy. You got to put in... A lot of work, which I'm like, all right, but I'm also I got boundaries on what I'm willing to do, and also to get certain attention because all attention ain't good attention either. Girl, come on, what's, what's your zodiac sign? <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. Yes, I girl, I love Sagittarius women. I'm a Libra, and I just feel like Sagittarius women, y'all are just bad ass bosses, and you cannot come into Thank y'all you, world girl. and try to tell y'all that you're gonna do this and do that. And I just feel like I just love Sagittarius women as a part. Like I just feel like. You just know a Sagittarius woman when she walk in the room. People gonna oh, probably whisper. People gonna probably be like, "Who is that girl?" I just love Sagittarius women. You know, you got women like Nicki Minaj, and JT. They're Sagittarius, and they do what they want to do. They do. Period. And you gotta <laughs> applaud a woman who does what she wants to do. Now, this is the segment where I'm gonna take a moment, have some fun, and ask you a few fun questions. Now, all of these are kind of related to your songs lyrics that I heard. So, I'm going to start with the first one and you're going to answer it. So, what is one thing a guy can do to make you block him? Um, Text me what you doing multiple times a day. W-Y-D. Like, what is going Next. on today, guys? Like, we got to... like They don't even spell it out. They just Y... No, W-Y-D. It's like, come on, baby. W-Y-D. Mm-hmm. Multiple times throughout the day. You know, maybe once or twice. All right. But if that's all you say every day, mm-hmm. Blocked. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think a lot of women currently right now, I think we all are probably going through the same thing. And I just think that maybe guys are just bored or maybe they just go through their phone and just, you know, just send what you're doing to everybody and see which one applies. Quicker. I don't know. You know, I think it's that one for sure. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we be- don't like it. We don't like it. Pen or freestyle? Pen. Pen, okay. Favorite song and why? Oh, you know, this is difficult. This is difficult and difficult (laughs) is difficult. Because, again, I'm a person, I'm I'm emotional when it comes to the music and I love stuff that like speaks to my soul. So I have songs that are like super inspirational. Then, of course, if I'm listening to a certain artist, I'm a a gangbanger. You know, it depends, (laughs) like really Mm -hmm. on the mood. But if I have to say, like, my favorite song, my, my favorite song, I'm going to stick to Whitney Houston, Saving All My Love. Yes. And, and you know why? Because it's a love ballad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm a hopeless romantic, so it, it all kind Girl, of Girl, you gotta let me listen to some Whitney tonight. I've been listening to Beyonce for a few days, but I need to take a break. I feel like when you listen to a song or album too much, you get tired of it. Yeah. I don't want to get tired of it, so I have to take a break. It's too soon. It's too soon to get tired. So definitely take that break. <laughs> I have to take a break. And normally when I get break, I go through like a week of Mary J. Blige, or I go through a week of I even had to take a break from Pink. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to get tired. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let me take a break, and I think that's really dope. When um, you know, you can get tired of an artist, that mean that you're actually putting in the sound and the time to listen to them. Next, yeah. what is the best career advice you ever got? That's gonna always stick to people. Um, don't give up. Mm-hmm. And that's in like every aspect of everything that I do, personal and career. Like, like don't give up because it's going to get hard. You're going to have those bouts where it's like, okay, this seems like it's going smooth, going easy. And then you hit that big brick wall and it's like, okay, am I going to stop at this brick wall and turn around? Am I going to try to get around it? Am I going to climb it? Or am I going to bust through this mug? And either way, don't give up. That has been the best. And that is what I have to replay over my mind sometimes when I'm getting discouraged or anything like that. I agree. I know I've been to my little stage where I was like, ooh, you know, sometimes it's like when you're trying to do something, it's like everything go wrong. Yeah. Like, you know what? Let me just yeah. take a break and chill. But then normally when you come back, it's like you fully loaded. I think that right there just makes you feel so amazing as an artist or a creative. Next, what's one thing that you would change about the music industry if you could? Um accessibility. Mm. Accessibility. You know, I'm as an independent artist, it's difficult sometimes because you're independent and a lot of times you don't have a team. Or if you have a team, you know, they're taking the risk to push behind you too because you're not there yet. You don't got it. I can't pay you to put in the time that needs to be put in because I'm not there yet. You know, every little penny here and there and a lot of record labels, they don't like you to, you know, do anything unsolicited. But it's like, if I don't have a label manager or anything like that to contact you or push my demos to or anything like that, it's all considered unsolicited. So it's like, what did you do? So that's why I was like, it would be beautiful for those things to be more accessible, like stalking people on Instagram and Twitter and trying to find out who got a blue check mark and who lit, who legit, Mm -hmm. because all the scammers out there, you know, everybody is CEO and, you know, A&R, all of that. So it's like- everybody. Everybody work for a label. Like I met somebody that claimed they work for a label. Like, why are you lying? Like, yes, because me, I'm gonna go to Google. I'm gonna go find out. Ryan, we don't have no mutual friends. Like, you're not on that. You created your page yesterday. Nah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially being a woman, you know, they really always think you're vulnerable, and they always want to go after the woman. Women always said a lot of these people in this industry they play games with us women, but they wouldn't dare play with some of these gangster rappers that really are about what they talk about. What they talking about? Yeah, no, that's that's facts. And women now we gotta get gangster. Now we gotta get gangster as black women and get aggressive with you. Now all of a sudden we're the bad guy. But how else are we gonna get respect? It's like a lose-lose situation in a lot of cases, it seems like. But it's like, it's staying strong and sticking through. It's like, eventually, mm-hmm. you'll make it to where we're trying to go. Yes, I agree. And last, finish the sentence. Illinois taught me how to blame, but Texas showed me that. Illinois taught me how to weather the storm, and Texas taught me that them storms going to come. Mm-hmm. Yes. So have you been like networking out there in Texas and stuff like that? Like, 
how has it been like going out and network? Because I feel like they're kind of like Atlanta. You know, here if I go somewhere to an event, I don't see the same people at that last event. Yeah. And that last yeah. event. Are you are you running into that issue? I have run into that. So when I got when I first like tapped into, you know, starting to work on my EP and all of that, I came into a good group of people. Um, they found a video of mine that was posted. I found mm-hmm. a great, great um uh, studio to start performing at or start recording at and through there I met other artists they were able to help me to figure out places to go so then I would go to those places and then it's like okay these people are telling me about events here 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 but because they're the people those are the same people at the next ones so mm-hmm. I started going out of town in Houston and Austin and stuff like that just to try to you know shake up the bunch a little mm-hmm. bit and that has seemed to be helpful I've even met some people here that had connections in Atlanta so I've flown down there to do some stuff too um, so it's only about getting on the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like you said, like somebody's always watching. Yeah. <laughs> Even when yeah. you think, like going back to when you said, don't give up, like somebody's mm-hmm. always watching. You'll be surprised who's watching you, who emails you, a DM you. Yeah. So, Nate, now you're not new to the music, actually, but you are kind of, you know, navigating through the music industry. Now, you auditioned for The Voice and America's Got Talent. Now, girl, I had somebody else on here tell me about, like, the whole process of it where they it only for TV. That they yeah. only give you, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of time. There's a big, big stadium kind of room where most of the uh, participants are waiting for their opportunity it's long lines. You go in there and you got 10 seconds to get it right. And if you come out in your first two seconds, don't sound good. They're like, thank you. Thanks. Did you <laughs> get any good feedback it. while you um, auditioned for them? Like, did you even get any feedback? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was able to get through all of my, you know, like, like I know my strengths and weaknesses when it comes to all of those things. So the biggest thing for me was doing it. get past this fear of not being good enough you know get past the fear of not having the look so sometimes that's when you go out there and you just take those chances so I did make it like to the rounds right before you get on tv you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of my experience yes oh my gosh the the feedback that I got was what I still have to tell myself too is just like you know don't be nervous this is what you love to do Mm -hmm. you know what I mean It's, it's you and the people who came to hear you do this so right. I'll, I'll get nervous sometimes, maybe knowing what's at stake, and it'll start to reflect in my voice when I'm singing. So oh. that's something that I have to, you know, continue to work on. It's a day-to-day process for sure. Okay, that's great that they gave advice and stuff like that. Because I think a lot of those shows, like, it's like a singer's dream or a rapper's dream. So it's like, even if, you know, give me some type of feedback, I feel like the only way you can grow is by telling me, you know what? work on this and work on that. So the fact that you yeah. got that, okay, I feel a little more better about the process and stuff. Like, I don't like when people take advantage of artists. There's so many scams and stuff out here, like especially those things that like come out here and you're going to get signed, but you got to give me $150 to perform. It's like, don't nobody got no money to give y'all $150 to perform and nobody's there. No, nobody's there. You go on late. It's the middle of the week. People got regular jobs. I, I, unfortunately ran into that and all of it is a learning experience you know but you're like you you always hear you got to invest in yourself you know you're not gonna make it if you don't invest in yourself so you're like okay well this is investing in myself I'm gonna do this you know this is or at least it's not 150,000 I gotta give you know so sometimes you think like that 
and you are going into it with the good intentions, but the people on the receiving end have no good intentions sometimes. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. And then being independent, you know, that's uh, people who don't know what independent is. That's your money. You're investing in yourself, but you still have bills. You still have responsibilities. So it does get pricey and stuff like that. But I think a lot of you, most of you all on this segment are independent. It seems like you all, I feel like you have a lot more grind and you appreciate things when you have to work for it. Harder. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And you appreciate the losses so that when that win comes, <laughs> Oh, you you gonna take care of it for sure, right? Because that's not the label's money; that's your money. It's like, all mm-hmm. right, this music video didn't work. Okay, let me just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and eventually somebody gonna see. It. All it takes is one person to see it. Boom. Yeah, you know, and I get out. Of, I gotta get out of my head sometimes because I'm like, you know, redundancy. You like these people tired of seeing the same video. They tired of hearing the same song. But it's like, you know, the lady that did the song on Stranger Things. She wrote that song years ago, years yeah. ago, and it just hit when they played it, and she got millions of streams on a day to day basis. Yeah, so it's like so amazing pushing. when you like a song and you go look at it. You're like, damn, this came out five years ago. <laughs> where yes. was I? I'm one of those people where I'm discovering a lot of artists. It's like, dang, this came out in 2017. Dang, yes. where was I? At? You know, sometimes people end in different times in their life where. You may, may be making R&B music. They just ain't really in an R&B mood. You know, they may yeah. have to come back around a few years and find it. That's why I tell people, push that music. Like, you got to push your music. I know people be reaching out to be on this show, and I'm like, where is your music? Like, yeah. what am I going to promote? <laughs> what am I going to promote? You have no music. Like, people want to hear your music. So even if it came out, like, five years ago, everybody ain't heard it. This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to keep that in mind, too, because, like I said, you don't want to badger somebody with one song mm-hmm. they're like you ain't got nothing else but i got an ep i got another single out there yes. i got a single on the way i got two videos out there i got some freestyles like mm-hmm. go check my page for something follow me on tiktok if you want to hear me on a regular but you know mm-hmm. i'm trying to continue with the content creation and you're doing that really great time. you're doing <laughs> but really great at that because I um I wasn't really reaching out to artists for a while. A few like they PR and their labels send people over. But every time I reach out to artists, I mean, I was like, wow. Like I need this. I always say it's like when I reach out, I mean, I really, really. I'm not saying I don't like. No, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I'm not saying I don't like the people that people send my way, but it's like. I saw you on my timeline. I grabbed your attention. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think that's like, that shows like a talent in a person. Because even though your song already been out, that was my first time hearing that. My girl, that song, She Nasty. (laughs) Like, that's my song because I think right now, because I'm not heartbroken and I'm not in love. So that's like my, I'm, that's my go-to song right now. That's that middle like ground right there. Yeah, do you feel like they're pushing female rappers to go that, like, they just want to do just all sexual, like, ass out. Do you feel yeah. like that? I do feel like that, and that's, you know, another reason why I strategically threw that in there. You know, if you go mm-hmm. listen to my EP and the other music that I put out, you know, it, that's not what you're typically going to find. But I put that out there just to see you know, where it will go. Of course, it grabs attention. But I also just wanted to show my abilities to be versatile mm-hmm. in my writing. Right. Like, well, a big, big dream is to write for other artists. And that is what other artists want to do. That's what they want to promote. That's what their life is. So I'm mm-hmm. like, if you need a writer, I could do it. So I put it out there to reflect it and show it. Uh, shout out to Katie mm-hmm. as well on that track with me. Um, it's just something that I feel like 
they are promoting. And it's like, if you have more of a sexual kind of uh, character for the majority, that's what they're going to go for. Or the toxic, I hate niggas kind of sound as well. It's like, it's those two is what they want to hear from the women. It's like stages, you know, <laughs> and I feel like we've been in this stage for, you know how music had these stages, like we went through like the dance stages, like I graduated high school 2010, so I was like that soldier boy area and that, you know. Oh, I, I think they dance. like me, all of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in that dance era, and then I feel like uh-huh. we got to like the real sex, you know, don't get me wrong, I like freaky stuff too, but I feel like we've been in this little jump for a long time, Yeah, a long yeah. time. Absolutely, yeah. we have, we have, and they kind of just ride in that way so now we have people like tim and like i, I don't want to butcher her name but i nico the one who wrote the king's affirmation song mm-hmm. like now you have those types of people that are coming out and it's finally because we are on a a mental health thing a physical health and just a right. health kick with us as a people and mm-hmm. so i think we're starting to gather more people who are kind of on that same page mm-hmm. who need that kind of inspiration of music so it's like yeah, yeah i'm gonna listen girl. to WAP. Sometimes on Saturday night when I'm getting dressed to go out, right. but on my way to work in the morning, probably I not. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, need some, I need something that's going to motivate me to make it through the day. Yeah. 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 And so I think, I think that's, that is that's the phases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The phases. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I feel like also there's a lot of artists are being a little bit more open in their lyrics. Like they're actually saying, you know what? I'm not doing okay. I'm broke. I have to, you know, I'm, I I lost my child. Like I've heard so much from artists where they're just being like real, like honest and open about their mental health and their music. And the rest of the world is not okay too. Everybody's going through stuff. So everybody's not really, you know, going out here looking for a new car, a Bungati, you know, a yeah. roadie. Like we're going through real life shit. And I think that's the reason why it's kind of, it's coming. It's, it is coming. It's slowly coming. Change yeah. is coming. And I'm happy to have this segment to give all you artists the opportunity to put your music out there. Everybody's music is different. So what's next for you? Because we are now in August and the year is almost over. What can we expect from you? Well, what you can expect from me is my new single called Night to the Morning coming very, very soon. I'm just Ooh. finishing up some final little pieces. It's definitely another party jam. So if you like Fly and songs like that, you're definitely going to love this one. And also, like I said, since Christmas is my favorite holiday. I'm working on a Christmas EP as well that'll drop to give y'all some holiday tunes coming. Yeah! yeah. Is it going to be like more singing or rap? More singing, for sure. I love live instruments. And that's why I said it's like, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, I'm a hip-hop artist. I'm an R&B artist. I'm just an artist. So I love good music. So whenever I have opportunity to do collaborations with those types of things, that's what I'll do. So you'll see that more on the Christmas album, for sure. Oh, that's going to be so amazing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> oh man, dang! I love girl. I love me some Christmas albums. Like a lot of rappers don't really be doing that. I think Erica Bates did one, and I actually liked it hers. Like it was really like catchy and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to listening to it, and I'm gonna say thank you so much, Ty, for being on this show. I appreciate Absolutely. you getting back to me quickly. So how was that? We're at the end. Yeah, no, I I think it was amazing. Thank you for you know having me on here. The opportunity to to talk to anyone about my music and my love for it is always an honor. It's a blessing for sure, because it's like, like you said, there's so many other things going on out there. So to stop, take a moment and talk about what you love. I think that's healing in itself. So this was beautiful. Yeah.